0: Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and the Deer, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode.
1: We are T-minus, a Cowboys and Ravens game away from knowing the playoff standings. Bud, how are you? I love I love playoff time. It's Christmas time. It it really is Christmas time, playoff time, fun time, game time. You're watching people squirm. Oh yeah! Right now we got the Ravens and Cowboys game just about to start. So we are also following along with everybody that is potentially listening to make sure and see how all the leaks play out. Luckily for myself. I don't think I have too much invested in this game, so I get to sit back and relax a little bit while I just watch the group chats start lining up a little bit here and there with a little anticipation and, and anxiety.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm the one who's just starting the riffs in the group messages. You, you know? You're just kind of liking know? an extra message. I'm just message. poking. I'm just giving you, just, you a poke. poke. The guy the guy who potentially could make playoffs but is not going to, poke. You know what I mean? Who's he playing against? Poke. You got you to start a little bit. Uh, the guy that lives place two pokes oh absolutely absolutely like right now just got a guess just got a text message from a potential playoff matchup oh how do you feel about that uh, i think i think he ain't ready for the thunder baby w- was that, was that a rattling text oh yeah he's he, no, no no he said i think i face you in playoffs i be like when you're facing someone in playoffs you need to just blatantly say i'm gonna destroy you you might as well quit damn you need to you need to start you need to Make them start second-guessing their picks, you know?
1: You need him to worry about every single start that he has. You need, to, you just need to get under his skin. That's how you win. It, it Fantasy is 20% mental, and uh, you want to make sure he is mental when you are done and through with him. I mean, when they make their flex option, right? Uh-huh. I will
0: shoot them a text message and say, oh, you're starting, what's his name? And be like, oh, yeah, you think you should? no. It's a good pick. I like that. <laughs> so then they're just like, and you do it in the group message too. Oh, then hell of people start going. Then they're then they're rattled to the T. Oh, they yeah. don't know what's going on. You change your name to something funny too. You, you got to change your team name a little bit uh-huh. if you're
1: against that guy. I just you know the good stuff, the of, gold. Stuff. Of course, we're going to be talking a lot of playoff matches on this fine Tuesday night. Uh, we got we got Zeke getting stuffed for one yard. It is a great sight to see. Unfortunately, come on Zeke. So, of course, in this episode, there isn't too much headlines for us to go over. So we're going to be talking a lot about playoff strategies and stuff you could do to kind of give yourself an edge over the opponent when you're not mentally destroying them. And then, of course, uh, hopefully we actually have a Thursday night game this week. Uh, I'm definitely missing out on it and missing some Thursday night football. So we're definitely going to deep dive into that because that is going to lead into the first playoff matchup. Do- did you also hear
0: there's, there's been rumors saying getting rid of Thursday night. No. There. Yeah. It was literally on Yahoo. No. They were talking about potentially canceling Thursday nights that I can't, that can't happen. I no, need it, Thursday. It really I need Thursday. I need Tuesday and I need Monday. Yeah, you like uh, through I'm, Tuesday. And then, I like huh? Tuesday. Right oh, now, okay.
1: Tuesday's nice. Tuesday's nice. It's it's starting first. I was like, eh, but now I'm like, yeah. yeah. Every time there's a Tuesday night, a Tuesday night game, I'm a little excited. Needs to happen. Needs needs to happen. I mean, as long as you're not putting the Jets or like uh, the Jaguars on Tuesday night or Thursday night or Monday night or Sunday night for that matter, uh, I'm I'm happy and excited to watch that game. What are you talking about? You love Adam Gase. Uh, I mean, I do. I want the problem is is I want to see the Jets. Not because I want to see them do good. I just want to see them do bad. Oh, okay. So it's like a like a reverse thing. I don't wanna I'm not watching them because I actually want to watch them. I'm watching them because I want to see it become a train wreck.
0: Yeah, you like train wrecks. Yes. You like like things on fire. Yes. Yeah, that makes a a lot of sense. You like things
1: that blow up. Yes, that too. That too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Nice job, nice (laughs) job. NFL headlines. Larry Fitzgerald activated from the covid list so while he might not be huge i mean he is huge but that's a different story uh the implications of him being back is what i think is huge it'll allow hopkins to be a bigger part of that offense it'll allow christian kirk to be a bigger part of that offense it gives the defense something else they have to look after and look for i think that it'll be huge and it might explain a little bit of the struggles for kyler murray do you think it, you don't think it decreases Christian Kirk's value at all? No, no, no. You just only increase? Yes. It's, it's somebody else the defense have to look after. It's Larry Fitzgerald. He's going to destroy you if you let him. Okay. James Conner set to play week 14. Uh, this is good news because they lack any sort of running game. And uh we saw it on the goal line last week and multiple fourth and ones where they just couldn't convert it. They couldn't punch punch the ball in and James Conner, while he's not the best or fastest back out there, he's definitely gonna score from one yard out. He's the master of touchdowns from the one yard out. I think it's good that he comes back. Yeah,
0: I, I totally agree. It hurts Benny Snell, but he didn't he didn't take over the way
1: he needed to if he wanted to try to win that spot. Right? No, he played pretty disappointing. Also dropped a fourth and one catch. Granted, it was a pretty difficult one, but I expect you to make it. Come on, you're on the fantasy squad. You, you get paid. You get paid. You get paid to make those catches. You get paid. Jalen Hurts, named starting quarterback for the Eagles, going against the Saints. <laughs> so how come this always happens to the Saints? It's <laughs> the, always the Saints. The Saints are going to get some points It's always I'm the just Saints, saying. right? It's Good like, Lord. oh, you know, they just get handed... A really good matchups on a silver platter. First, they get the Broncos. Now this, and then of course, you know they have injured quarterback after injured quarterback going after them every single week, and then they're just stacking points right now. Hopefully, you guys have them, and then of course for the playoff matchups, as Zeke gets tackled for a uh, six yard loss, was what it just looked like. He's killing it. He's he's doing phenomenal. I'm liking it. Liking liking liking. white. So we did talk about Carson Wentz a little bit.
0: Last week was it?
1: And even last episode. And we last about episode. Him. So I mean,
0: I we're we're going to discuss this a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Oh, Yeah. We, so, we can deep dive this. So I don't see how you can only blame it on Carson Wentz. I don't. Either. And the offensive line is atrocious. It's pretty much one of the worst in the NFL, and. Miles Sanders really hasn't done anything. I mean, you could say offensive line or what, but he's technically not the starter right now. It's a running back by committee, and he doesn't look that great. Correct. You, you don't really have any offensive weapons. You drafted J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, really didn't do anything. Ertz is getting a little bit old. Goddard is been hurt. Both of them have been hurt. And then you have Jalen Rieger, who's been hurt most of the season too. So I don't see how you can say it's just Wentz's fault I think Hurts is going to come in there and be able to a little more athletic than Wentz and be able to stretch out plays maybe help that offense a little bit but I don't think he's the answer we'll have to see what happens I just don't think you can blame it on Wentz I think that's pretty bad coaching in my opinion
1: I think the play calling is the main issue I think they're just not setting up Wentz to succeed so that's that's my issue With why they're putting in Hurts, because I mean he's not in a position to succeed either way. So I'm not sure what their plan is, their game plan is. I mean it doesn't really look like they have one. I think they're just kind of throwing Hurts out there and hoping for the best, or hoping to take some pressure off Wentz, because you have to think about it. He's not even in his extension yet. He's still on his rookie contract, and he's gonna. He still hasn't even been paid. Any of his 128 million—that is officially the worst contract in football right now.
0: They, they did give him an extension. They did though. give he's him. Just the not in there yet. He's yeah, just yeah, not yeah, in yeah. the okay, extension okay, okay. yet. He's still on his rookie yeah, yeah, yeah. contract. So uh, right now, I don't know if they can get their money back. No, I, I'm, you're going to have to pay most of that out. I think. Yeah. would I, have to look at it, but I would assume him signing that you're getting a good amount of signing bonus right. Off yeah, the bat. he's probably he's probably getting
1: a fat check. Uh, I would
0: say probably 50 mil.
1: 50 mil? Yeah. I probably. mean,
0: 128, you're probably guaranteeing about 50 mil. Yeah, at least f- the minimum.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't agree with the move. I think it starts with the coaching, and then, of course, the personnel after that and getting healthy and staying healthy. But, uh, I mean, while Wince he is fumbling the football, he is throwing interceptions, uh, I don't think he's the blame. And the reason why they're going this bad, I think he's just being scapegoated. But... We shall see how Jalen Hurts does against the Saints. Of course, uh, I'm not pl- I'm not starting anybody on the Eagles. No, I I think you have to stay away from everyone. And, and it's going against the Saints. It's not like, you know, if they're going against the Lions or the Seahawks where you can potentially look at this matchup and go, oh, you know, he could probably make something happen. I'm not anticipating anything at all. I think this will be a uh, train wreck of the, Saints, of the Jets caliber. Yeah. A- AJ Green won't be back with the Bengals in 2021. Does he retire, or does he find another team? I think he finds another team. I don't think he retires,
0: but, I mean, it's not going to be the A.J. Green we knew four years ago.
1: <laughs> you know, when he, <laughs> he, last would say played when, he when he
0: was actually playing a full season? But I do think he'll go to a veteran team that is trying to win a Super Bowl and not get paid a good amount. What's your thought?
1: I'd like to see how him and Cam Newton do next year on the Patriots. Yeah, he's probably going to
0: Patriots. Patriots? I mean, it, it would
1: be... A no-brainer on their end. They they definitely need some help. They need some help on the wide receiving. But then again, it's not like A.J. Green's going to come in there and just rejuvenate his career. What if he goes to the Falcons? I mean, we've seen it happen a good amount, right? We have seen it happen.
0: Going to the Patriots rejuvenates your career. You you play very good. But I don't see it either. I He's definitely going to be a more viable option than he was this year. That, that's for sure if he's on the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Uh I mean you could make that argument what AJ Green, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley in the slot. That'd be kind is, of fun. It would be it would be a dirty matchup for sure. But is that team ready to push for a championship? I only see you doing that if you're trying to push for a championship and they do not look like they are even close to that realm.
1: I think it'd be fun. I, I think I it would be very it. entertaining. I want to see it. I want I think to see be two, very, two very old wide receivers duking it out. Who can do better?
0: Do I think it would happen? No, it's not going to happen. No. no. I could I could see the Oakland Raiders, or the Las Vegas Raiders, pushing for uh, wide receiver. So, A.J. Green could be on that list. Do you think uh, the Niners would have that?
1: No. The Niners, they, they have bigger issues for them to deal with. They need to get healthy. They have a lot of players they need to sign. Richard Sherman's on a contract here Uh Trent Williams is on a contract year. They need to figure out if they're going to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. They need a lot of help, and they need to pay Fred Warner. There's a lot of people that need money over there in San Francisco, and they can't afford to pay all of them. Uh, so uh, they're not even worried about wide receiver help They're going right to have now. to build through the draft. Then. Yeah, they're going to have to build through the draft, just like as you said. So, of course, there isn't much headlines for us to talk about right now. Everybody's still getting, bang- getting their injuries fixed up. Injury reported so we can figure out what is and what is not going on in the NFL world. But the playoffs, they're still going to happen, of course, and they're going to start Thursday night. So you got to get prepared. You got to be ready. And, of course, we're going to here to help you out. Absolutely. So we're going to start with the, my strategy here. I call it the hank strategy. And in order to do the strategy, you got to be a felony. You gotta have a felony. You gotta have, you, oh, you have to have a felony. You have to have a felony and you have to be in federal prison at least three times. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's it's called the handcuff strategy, meaning you have to, you know, be comfortable in handcuffs. Uh, You gotta carry, of course, your normal starting roster. You're gonna have to carry that and then you're gonna carry an extra RB just in case and an extra wide receiver just in case. Not to start, but just in case your regular starters get injured. And then what you're gonna do is you're gonna drop everybody else. On your bench, and then just pick up a bunch of handcuffs. Whether that's Pollard, Alexander, Madison, Chase Edmonds, any type of handcuff that you could potentially pick up, you're going to do that because all it takes, you know, we're not hoping for an injury, but if something happens, somebody gets COVID, a little injury here, or there. You want to be prepared. Yeah, you want to be this year. You want to be prepared, and you don't want your handcuffs. You want other people's handcuffs. I mean, you could go for yours if you have a high-value player. Uh, such as maybe like a Mike Davis to McCaffrey or a Jamal Williams to Aaron Jones or
0: Latavius to Kamara.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, you, you can carry your own handcuffs if you'd like. I'd prefer picking up other people's handcuffs because if theirs get injured, congratulations, you just picked up a must-start or a you know very good startable running back or so-and-so. so and so. So you're
0: then, so you're risking for the biscuit. You're risking for the biscuit yeah. because if you if your guy gets hurt. Then you're out of starter, right? Yes, you're out so, of starter. So you're going full bore on the risk asset pretty much.
1: Well, you could be out of starter, but like I said, you carry an extra R B and an extra wide receiver just in case.
0: Yeah, but you're saying go after the other people. Yes, so, go so, after the, the other people. so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah.
1: You kinda you kinda you definitely hurt yourself if your R B gets hurt, but you have one extra RB just in case. You know, for emergencies just in case for the you know, the the what if could happen. But if your one of your opponents their RBs gets injured then you just have the guy sitting there juicy. And, you know, you can't trade him anymore, but you could definitely put him in your starting lineup. And that way you make your team stronger and you hurt your opponent's team. Because, okay. I mean, right now you're in the playoffs. You're not starting Sherling Steppard. No. So, I mean, uh, there's no point having While he is rosterable and a potential good flex... I'd rather do something else. I'd rather have a Tony uh, Tony Pollard instead of him at this point of the season. I'd rather have, you know, an Alexander Madison if he's available or a Cam Chase Akers. Edmonds, Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, just in case, you know, we don't know who's going to win that job. Somebody could take it in the next couple of weeks or the next week if uh, we see something masterfully happen and all that good stuff. I think you guys get the gist of it. I don't know if you want to add anything to this strategy. No,
0: I, th- I think we nailed it on the head yeah on that one yeah okay. definitely so give them yours so investment stockpile matchups to attack so, so so
1: in order for you to do this one right do you need
0: to like have a portfolio you need to have a very good portfolio as a nice base on the top okay which would be your regular starters uh-huh. okay and then you're gonna have your risk assets on the
1: bottom okay like so th- like, so like bitcoin
0: so same concept. Okay. Same concept. Bitcoin's gonna be the safer asset in crypto for you. Okay. And then you're gonna go to the altcoins like a chain link. Okay. Which is a little bit safer, but still you got a little risk to it.
1: Okay. All and right.
0: then you're gonna go to like uh, some like urine finance. You know what I mean? Okay. A super risk asset. Oh, okay. So so that's where we're at here. Okay. So we got the Bitcoin as your starters. All right. Okay. And then we're going to your bench. We're gonna take a look. We're gonna whittle down. So we're looking at the best matchups. So, we're going to see who has the best matchups for quarterback, who has the best matchups for defense, all that kind of stuff. And then you're going to it, say you have a bye for week 14. Okay. Because you know you killed it. I c- I you either got it. first like and second. Right. Lead, you you'd killed right. it. So, you need that defense. So, find out the best matchup you can get. Already pick him up. Make sure he's on your bench. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't got to worry about this week. So, you worry about the next week. You prepare this week while everyone's preparing to play round one. Okay. You got to take advantage of it, right?
1: I, I'm I'm seeing what you're talking about, right now. I'm right. seeing it. Absolutely, I'm, you gotta think long term. You have to you think. Got, you gotta have that little long term investment and long term stocks. Whether that's your, uh, I don't know. G- give me a long term investment. I'm, I'm blanking right a now. Long, Neo, long, a little ETH, little Ethereum, a little ETH, a little, a little eth? In Neo. Yeah, you, you know? could do Neo in the stocks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now you can go for the Tesla. Tesla, I mean, but Tesla that, too. that's the right now, right now. You know, you don't know. I I don't know. Are you considering Tesla long term? Are we Are we yeah. stock brokers now? I'm I'm considering Tesla long. Okay. Okay. Ab- absolutely. All right. So. We got your EV batteries and your EV stocks going on there. But for, <laughs> for the right now, you got your starters right now. That's your immediate and your current job salary. How about that one? Okay. Your current job okay. Is, is your starting lineup. You know, you got the starters there. And then uh, you're, you're so what you're saying is you're going to stockpile investments. So people that you're looking at like week 15, week 16, that you're going to put in like your quarterback position. Yeah. So like right now, if you're uh, Derek Carr going against uh, the... Chargers, like week 16, you're mm-hmm. going to go ahead and go for that matchup or you could. so I've, on and so forth.
0: You have to look at it through your lineup too. So if you have Kyler Murray, you're probably going to start Kyler Murray every week, right? Yeah. Okay, course. so then you're going to exit that out. But if you need a tight end option Ooh. and your tight end is, is weak and you want to find the best matchups, you grab that tight end. You, you figure that out. You look up your defense matchups. You can even do swap your kicker. Maybe he's not going to play good this week. Week 14 is not a good matchup week 15 is your better matchup
1: and get him, plug him in, wait for that semis, you know? So right now week 16, mm-hmm. uh, the Bengals play Houston. Okay. Could you pick up Houston's defense? You could potentially,
0: you could potentially pick and make that change. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It, right. it still makes you feel a little uncomfortable because I mean, Houston defense is pretty bad. They got but, a pass rush. They got a JJ. But, Watt. I expect a side, but you? you know what I mean? When you have a backup quarterback, you expect at least a couple turnovers, which should give you a decent-sized
1: floor, right? Yeah, that's what you want. I mean, right now you got to think later in the year and later in the playoffs, and of course the championships. Especially if you're gonna, if you if you expect to be in there, then you should drop whoever you don't need and who you do not expect to go in your lineup, and then try to enhance your lineup or enhance your playoff potential if you get there. Like right now, Philip Lindsay. Chances are he's not going to do anything for you. You don't necessarily need him. He is a handcuff at best, but he's on the—he's a handcuff for the Broncos. So you might want to swap him out and try to pick up a better or higher potential one. Like right now, uh, Trubisky. If right now he's on a bench, you don't need him. You're not going to start him. He might not even be the starter. Just get rid of him and then look for something else. Mike Davis, he is a handcuff. You would want to keep him just in case McCaffrey. Finds a way to re-injure his shoulder, and like I said earlier, Sterling Shepard, he is a droppable player for a handcuff. So we'll, you probably have something better. Let
0: me throw you a curveball here. Okay. Okay. Me so how does this strategy change when you have a keeper league? When you have a keeper league, how well, do you how do you how do you go off of that? So so let me give you just an example. Okay. So anything below round nine, you can keep for next year. You only get two spots to keep. All right. Okay. So, what do you do in that situation? So, as after, after li-
1: round nine or before round nine?
0: After round nine. We're gonna round go after round nine. Okay. And then, if you get waiver wire pickups, claims that no one drafted, obviously those are available. Okay. So, what is your mindset? Are you still still
1: trying to go long term a little bit,
0: or are you going full board of the championship? What's your what are you thinking in that kind of situation?
1: So that's that's pretty interesting, and it's uh, a good question, but. That would go more into the in, in the investment strategy, than you would you're either thinking long, long, long term on who could help you. Like right now, I have Samaj P Ryan in my IR for a keeper league, like you said, uh, he's gonna stay there, and he doesn't cost me a roster spot as of right now. So I think that is the perfect example of a potential uh, investment in, in a keeper league. Like right now, if if you feel like you have a championship ch- a run and you would rather have a handcuff. To solidify your, you know, your handcuff strategy in order to enhance your potential of making the championship, you can go ahead and maybe hope you can pick him back up later on, in the uh, you know the off season after you win the championship and so on and so forth. But uh, I mean, unless he offers you immediate starter value, you might want to try to find somebody who does or somebody who could give you immediate starter value. Okay,
0: so if you had Simaje Ryan and you needed to drop someone to pick up a defense, would you drop
1: Pirine? LaMichael L- L- Pirine, Samadji Pirine. LaMichael R- L- Pirine. Yeah, R- 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 you said Samaje,
0: sorry. Sorry, uh, did
1: yeah. I? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I meant LaMichael.
0: I just, I just copied your Samaje. Oh, you know, yeah, that know, was so rude know, of you. you know? I don't so know why rude. you did that. That, was, so that rude. was terrible. So would you do that? LaMichael like, L-
1: Pirine for a defense. So in, assuming he does not take up an IR spot.
0: Yes, he can't take up an IR spot. This is a hypothetical
1: question here. Yes, I would do it. Yeah, because you're going for that win. Yeah, you're, you're going, going for, for the win. championship first. Yeah, you go for the championship first, next year second. You're in the playoffs. At that point, anything can happen. So you want to make sure you give yourself the best chance of success. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I anything like else you want to add on to that? I mean, if you feel like you're not going to win and you know you're going to stay in this league next year, you might as well just like drop all your players to ensure yourself the earliest draft pick in the playoffs.
0: So, so what I did last year <laughs> in ours— so i made it to the championship okay i already had my starting lineup set i knew what I, who i was going to do dropped everyone on my bench picked up a whole bunch of backups just in case like tony pollard chase edmonds whole bunch of guys just just in case is if someone got hurt say zeke went down uh-huh. i would have that guy to be able to keep for next year it's a long shot but i mean it doesn't affect me this year because i was already in the championship already had my starting lineup a little strategy there for you.
1: Yeah, it, it's the small things that solidify yourself as a fantasy owner and a high top tier fantasy owner, and those are the small things. You know, a lot of people would say, "Oh, you got lucky picking up James Robinson." No, I put myself in a good situation to succeed. Unfortunately, I was on the 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 side that drafted Raquel Armstead. I thought I came up with an absolute steal once uh, Leonard Fournette got drafted, but yeah. You know, COVID happened. I put myself in a good situation. It didn't work out that way. No regrets there. I tried for the big ball. Uh, the Hail Mary shot. It didn't work out. Somebody else got James Robinson so, and all that good stuff.
0: I deep dived into Ra- Raquel Armstead when he was coming out of Temple. Okay. And uh, we were, I was talking about him and I liked him. I had him in my Dynasty League. Mm-hmm. And when Fournette was gone, I 100% thought it was Armstead. I thought and so And I was juiced. I, I so kept too. Armstead for over a year on my Dynasty team. Because I I had high potential for him, I thought Fournette was not going to be there long term. I was correct about that, but I was not expecting another running back to just jump in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It happens. You got to take risks. You know, you got to stick with your gut and kind of go off of that, and you're either going to be right or wrong. But in you a know.
1: redraft format, did you really lose anything for it?
0: No, in a redraft, no. And yeah, then I mean, in, in a dynasty, I didn't either because I picked him up on waivers. No one no one had him. Picked him up on waivers after the draft.
1: It, it was all good you want to go for those guys high potential low cost low risk high reward those are the best type of things you could do and then picking up a bunch of handcuffs in the playoff time could really give yourself a better chance in case you know just the the dice rolls your way or you know if the cards stack in your favor that's the type of stuff you want to do to really give yourself a better chance to succeed that's all it is in fantasy whoever has the best chance to succeed typically ends up succeeding yeah, I agree. It's great. All right, so Thursday night football, which surprisingly is only two days away as we're watching Tuesday night football right now, the Rams against the Patriots. This is where playoff starts because a lot of people are going to be starting Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Acres. you know, may- maybe uh, Gerald Everett, if you do say so yourself, and then probably a Rams defense. yeah, yeah. I'm- so, right now, if you're in the playoffs, are you starting Cam Newton?
0: No. You've seen too much. You can't.
1: He had, what, two rushing touchdowns last week? That's a decent floor. I don't think he had two rushing touchdowns, did he? Yeah. You know what? Let me fact check. Once you double check. Let me fact check. Once you me. double
0: check, do you feel comfortable with 69 yards last season, last game with a touchdown that you can start him in playoffs
1: in your round one matchup? He had a a pass touchdown and a rushing touchdown. Okay. So So he had 14 rushing attempts for 48 yards. That's Uh, pretty good. I
0: I can't do it. I think there's better options out there. I wouldn't be able to
1: justify risking my playoffs with Cam Newton. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you there. I mean, this is a Rams defense that shut down. I don't want to say shut down Kyler Murray, but they definitely hampered him and really – Gave him a hard time. If it wasn't for some rushing ability and some garbage time, chances are he wouldn't have put up those 20 points, especially after a pick six. So so let me throw you a couple different names just so we can
0: see if you'd rather start him or someone else. Okay. Uh, So what about Mitchell Trubisky against Houston? Would you rather have Cam Newton or or Trubisky?
1: Trubisky because of matchup. And I think that says it all. I don't think I need to say anything else okay. at that point. That's pretty fair. Yeah, At that point, right now we got Damian Harris looking mm-hmm. at him. He yeah. had, what is it, a nine fantasy point total in a half point PPR league? Mm-hmm. Are you looking to start him?
0: If I was starting him, he would be in a flex and I would have, it, it would be a hard option to feel comfortable with, but I do think you can start him. They put up 45 points. Mm-hmm. He got zero of those points he did he got i mean 16 carries 80 yards it's pretty decent you're getting a decent amount of volume one reception 15 yards so i mean you're looking at around 10 points roughly right yeah so i mean it's a flex do i feel comfortable with it not really i think the rams defense is pretty decent how is the run defense in your opinion the, from the, the run defense from the West?
1: is good i mean it's okay. not a bad run defense it's not phenomenal they are actually they are pretty good they are ranked 28th against the run mm-hmm. and allow the 28th least fantasy points. So, I mean, they're definitely going to have their work cut out for them uh, if you do end up starting Damien Harris. But when you have a, uh, a unique offense such as the Patriots, uh, it could go your way. Potentially, or it could just not
0: even get close. It could not get close. So yeah. you would be risking a lot. So would you rather have J.K. Dobbins or Damien Harris? Dobbins is against Cleveland.
1: Oh, Cleveland's good against the run. Yourself, so and J.K. Dobbins has a lot of competition. I just might go Damian Harris.
0: Okay, Wayne Gallman
1: against Arizona or Harris. Wayne Gallman. Wayne okay. Gallman. He's okay. he's playing just phenomenally. Somehow.
0: Okay, Devin Singletary against Pittsburgh.
1: Or, Damian Harris.
0: Okay. I, I Harris, felt like yeah. that was pretty. Okay, that's a good, good justification. Okay, there we go
1: any of these wide receivers for the Patriots. Really, no. Though. no, you just can't do uh, Their yeah. best one is going against Ramsey. And even the opposite side corner of Ramsey, he's playing good football. He had multiple pick sixes throughout the year, including one last week. He even had a game with more than one interception. Uh, they're playing lights out defense out there in the secondary. I'm not starting anybody in the wide receiving core.
0: Okay, definitely. So the Rams, I mean, Robert Woods obviously Cooper cup, obviously, obviously. We, we can, we go over this every week, Uh running
1: back situation. And who do you feel comfortable? is there multiple or is it just one? Cam Akers is the only one I would potentially put in. He had 20 carries last game and uh, I believe 18 the week before that, he looks like he's taken over as the RB one, but it could change any week with the Rams. I mean, it's kind of like the Niners every single week. They have a different game plan and that includes a different running back. I would rather start Damian Harris than any of these running backs. How about that? Okay. What about Clyde Edwards against Miami? Clyde. I expect uh, Clyde to put on his weight that he lost. He should be healthy. I think he's going to come back and play a lot more.
0: Um, and Kenyon Drake against the Giants. Kenyon Drake.
1: Okay. Even against the Giants, playing pretty decent. It's pretty good, but I do expect the Cardinals to push the ball down the field. And he gets ridiculous amounts of uh, goal line work. So, I think he is going to get at least one touchdown. It's fair. Um,
0: last one. We're going to look at Miles Sanders against New Orleans.
1: <laughs> That's actually a tough one. Miles Sanders is... I, I don't want to say he's must-start, but you drafted him so early. At,
0: at this point, I'm making my gut decisions in playoffs. Okay. I'm not starting Miles Sanders. Probably... All playoffs.
1: You know, Miles Sanders has done good. You know, in horrible matchups. I mean, last uh, earlier in the year, uh, I believe he played the Ravens and he pulled out a 90-yard run. He played the
0: Rams, did 20 attempts and 95 yards. Uh, since he was 95 yards, and then Baltimore was 118 yards on nine attempts. Uh, I-, I can see where you're going with this. The last two was Seattle, great matchup, six for 15 and then Green Bay, which is a great matchup for the run, 10 for 31. I think Hertz definitely helps his situation, but it is very hard for me to justify starting him against New Orleans defense with a rookie.
1: He's due for a fumble, so I could definitely see – I could definitely understand you not going his way. Uh, But ultimately, I'd probably put him in my lineup. Okay. Yeah we shall see this week of course absolutely so that wraps up this episode of course if you enjoyed it please hit that follow button leave a review of course five star we would hope if you enjoyed it and if of course if you made it this far in the playoffs then chances are you took some of our advice and it had to have been pretty good advice considering you're in the playoffs so hopefully you guys stick around and make it for the whole rest of the season and the offseason where we take you to the championship once more but you have a send off for everybody good luck and let's get those rings i want a ring i want another one
0: thank you for listening to another episode of the top tier tactics fantasy football podcast don't forget to visit us on the web at ttt fantasy and follow us on instagram at top tier tactics If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts
1: too.